Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking the epiphany. That's right, the epiphany. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. Today's the second, the second of January. I mean, we just had Christmas. You know, we had, like, Advent and, and, and all kind of preparations and getting ready to meet Jesus, to welcome Jesus into our lives, into our hearts, into the manger. I mean, goodness gracious. And now, all of a sudden, here we are at the epiphany. And the epiphany, of course, is when we welcome, we, we, we celebrate the Magi coming to see the Lord. Just incredible. I can't believe how time flies here at the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. Crazy. I, I just can't believe it. It's just incredible. That's right. Today is the second. You know what? I mean, traditionally, the epiphany, right, the, the, the celebration of the wise men, the three kings coming to see the baby Jesus is on January 6th, January 6th, and today is the second. Why are we celebrating the Epiphany on the second? Well, because at least in the United States, uh, the bishops have moved the feast from the 6th, which would be Wednesday of this week coming up, to today. Really, I think as a matter of convenience, it's because they want everyone to have the opportunity to celebrate this great feast and if it's in the middle of, a, of the week, uh, there's a great chance that a lot of folks just wouldn't be able to do that because of work or whatever. Uh, so we, we move it to the closest Sunday. And so they moved it to today, which is um, January 2nd. Now, I tell you that I'm a, litur- I'm a liturgical purist. I, I like it to be the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> so it's always hard for me when they move things around. I don't like it. <laughs> Smells good. Those uh, goodies in there. Granny, Granny Puckett, the goodie lady. My goodness, she makes some good goodies. She's got a thing. It's like a, uh, it's like a uh, cookies, shortbread, chocolate icing between. Very. It's good. Uh, it's very good. Our sponsor today is Divine Office. And I tell you what, what a blessing DivineOffice.org has been to me the last couple of weeks. I don't know about you, but Christmas was very, very busy for me. The Christmas season, the Advent blew by. I was not expecting it to go by so fast. You know, we had a full four weeks. You would think that it it, it it would go by slowly, or at least seemed like it went by slowly. But I tell you what, four weeks went by in the blink of an eye for me. It was unreal. And then on top of that, we had Christmas, we came back home, we, we had Big D over like we did last year, we cooked, and, oh, actually we didn't cook, we ordered pizza, matter of fact, for Pizza Man, which is very, very good. Uh, but we, we celebrated with Big D, and then the next day, Char got sick. And then the next day, I got sick. <laughs> and somewhere in there, our oldest daughter, Annabelle, got sick. And now here we are about, you know, five days later. Um, it's just been kind of a blur, you know. It's been kind of a blur. And it's amazing what happens when you get sick, you know. You just kind of, you miss all kind of things. But I had a point, and I forgot my point. But I guess my point was, oh, yes, the blessing that divineoffice.org has been for me the last week as I was sick because uh, it, it's just so easy when you're sick to not pray. It's so easy to get distracted. It's so easy to 
um, uh, to let things slide. And it's just so, (laughs) here's the blessing part, it's so easy when you're at the computer or when you have an iPhone or an iPod to press play and to join in with the folks over at divineoffice.org and pray morning prayer or evening prayer or the Office of Readings. Such a blessing. So I want to give a big thank you to them. I want to play this promo here that they sent me. Let me pull that up for you right here. Morning praise rejoice, ye lights of evening find a voice. Alleluia, alleluia. The hymn of praise that is sung through all the ages in the heavenly places and was brought by the High Priest Christ Jesus into this land of exile, has been continued by the Church with constant fidelity over many centuries in a rich variety of forms. Now that form is electronic and freely available on the web in audio and print. This most new presentation of the ever-ancient form of the Liturgy of the Hours is DivineOffice.org DivineOffice.org ministry joins the ever-ancient and always new hymn of praise to encourage greater participation in the hours, both at home and in local parishes, even as it offers an apprenticeship in liturgical prayer to individual and group listeners. We are a virtual community of prayer everywhere and always. DivineOffice.org Thank you again to the folks over at DivineOffice.org. What a wonderful ministry. And uh, let's see, I got some feedback here. I've got feedback now, you know, as I mentioned, I was sick, so I I, I didn't have an episode last week. We had Christmas, of course, and then I got sick. But we did have some feedback. I did get something, and I'm, I'm very happy to share this with you. This is from a good friend of mine, Podman Dan. Podman Dan, let's listen to what he has to say. Hi, Jeff. This is Daniel from Chicago, and uh, also the Special Chronicles podcast at specialchronicles.com. just want to leave you some quick feedback. Uh, first, I'd like to congratulate you on your 100th episode of, um, of the Gatic Foodie. Uh, it's uh, an awesome podcast uh, that I... Uh, to listen to on a regular uh, basis with with all the podcasts, it's it's, it's hard to find time, but uh, uh, it's just a uh, great uh, podcast connecting our uh, faith with uh, food. And so, uh, speaking about food, I just uh, wanted to show you a, a quick recipe for um, um, oatmeal that I um, make. It's um, really delicious. So you take some uh, old, old fashioned oats uh, and um, and uh, microwave it for about a, a minute and then uh, and then take some uh, frozen bananas and uh, microwave those for about seven or eight, eight minutes and and then the bananas will be all warm and it'll um, be um, by doing that, it'll be uh, mashed up. And then put the put the bananas in on t- on top of the, of, of your oatmeal, and kind of uh, mix it together, 
and then uh, and and um, fill it up, and then put some um, a little bit of cinnamon on it, and some um, skim milk, and uh, mix that all together. And um, and uh, as I'm telling you this, I'm um, sitting, <laughs> I uh, looking at the oatmeal that I just described to you, and uh, and it's just a great breakfast, and and it's um, healthy too. So. Right. I just thought I would um, share it with you and your listeners and uh, um, keep up the great work. And uh, just um, something else I was going to mention to you about uh, uh, oh yeah, uh, last last night I uh, were out with some book people to a restaurant. It's called the Gate to Restaurant and it's on Michigan Avenue in Chicago, Illinois. And we just went there for some appetizers and drinks. And uh, it was a great time of, uh, since it was into the semester. And the, the drink that I had was a Blue Moon uh, beer. And it was uh, really good with, um, with the, with the uh, Owens, I think it's on top of that. And that's, that's, I don't drink that, that, that much, but it's the one drink that uh, is really good. And so after when I took my train ride home, I still taste the uh, the um, blue moon. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. And uh, so if if you all if you are all in uh, Chicago, check out the Gage Restaurant, and it's on. Uh, it's I think the address is 24 South Michigan Avenue. Uh, it's uh, right across from Millennium Park. So. You are over in Chicago. Uh, feel free to check out that restaurant. It's a great uh, place. It's uh, it's kind of a uh, upscale uh, type of uh, restaurant, and uh, and there's drinks too, of course. Uh, so, and if you are in Chicago, feel free to give me a call or email, and uh, let the, uh, get together again. So, uh, thanks. Keep up the great work, Jeff, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Thanks, Dan. That's great. And, you know, if I'm ever in Chicago, I'd love to do that. That'd be fantastic. It'd be great to get together with you again and to uh, to go out and have one of those uh, Blue Moon beers. You know, I've had that before. Very good. The way it's uh, it's made, it's got uh, kind of an orange. They serve it with an orange because it has uh, orange in the, the beer, the way they actually make it. So it's really a, it's a very, very good beer. Blue Moon beer. Very good. Uh, also, you know, you mentioned uh, oatmeal in your recipe. I love it. And it, it's it's funny because we eat that all the time. I love it. <laughs> it's uh, one of these things, you know, I go to the store regularly. Like I'll, I'll go run to the grocery or whatever. And um, it, my, my, you know, Char makes fun of me because I'll go to get, uh, let's say, milk or something. And I come back with milk and, you know, half and half maybe for the coffee. And then, and then I've got bananas. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's always like a couple of bunches of bananas. Uh, or I go to the store to get, I don't know, let's say we needed something else like um, rice or some veggies or whatever. Whatever I went to the store to get, I'd go get that and bananas. <laughs> I'm always always buying bananas. And uh, it's because of the oatmeal. And we do the oatmeal in the morning. I've got a health food store right down the road, and they sell the oats, rolled oats, in uh, in bulk. And you can buy like a big bag that they've pre-measured and, and all of this sold in bulk. And it's it's really uh, very nice, inexpensive, but it's a very healthy 
a very good, very healthy, very delicious um, breakfast. And I really, really like my oats. So I do oats and bananas. And, uh, you know, I used to like, we, we put raisins in there and sometimes cranberries. It depends. Uh, we use honey if if necessary. If I need a sweetener, I'll use honey as a sweetener. We, do, we get this um, raw honey from the uh, the farmer's market. There's a guy, a local guy who raises bees and, you know, he, he does his own honey and it's all raw. It's all organic, all raw honey. Uh, we will pick up honey from them. And, and uh, so I have that as a, as a, as breakfast. Of course, that's in addition to the Catholic foodie coffee, but really good stuff. And the kids love it too. Now, Char has been on me, you know, for I think months now that, uh, you know, we have to soak our oats. She always talks about soaking the oats and I'm sure we can get her on the show to talk more about this, but you know, apparently there is something in the oats, and I, I don't know if I'm going to do this justice here, but I'm going to try, uh, that it, it, it would basically pass through your system without being uh, processed and, and the nutrients and all of that kind of taken out and used by your body unless the oats are first soaked. And this is pretty much with any grain is what I, what I understand, any grain. These grains have to be soaked first and because it releases something from the grain that allows it to be better processed by your body so you get all the the benefits all the nutrients and all that from the grain so we'll have to reserve that we'll have to take that and and get char to come on the show and talk about that one day that would be a really good thing to talk about i think but oatmeal with bananas right on good stuff and blue moon beer thumbs up so thank you very much daniel i appreciate uh, the phone call and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Hello and good morning or good evening or whatever. This is Melbourne and the koala from New Jersey. I'm here to tell you about my video blog, which features me and a whole bunch of my friends. Here we talk about God and his love for us. You see, God is the creator, we are creatures, and you might be wondering, but I guess you can tell that I'm a very, 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 very small creature. We all need help along the way, and we all need to learn the important things in life. The love of God and the love of family and friends. These three-minute videos are meant to give this help and these lessons. So join us each week. Go to koala.catholiccreativity.net. There you will find me and all my friends in all our glory. See you there. Bye. And thank you very much to Father Jim Tucker for that promo there. Love it. You could not ask for a more noble cause than that. Sonny, true love is the greatest thing in the world. Except for nice MLT. Mutton, lettuce, and tomato sandwich when the mutton is nice and lean and the tomatoes ripe. They're so perky. I love that. Well, we're going to talk today about the epiphany. And, you know, I was... I was um, 
was kind of surfing earlier, and I came across a site, and I was really impressed with what I saw. This is from the Worldwide Gourmet, which is a really cool name, by the way. And you're going to find this at theworldwidegourmet.com. And it's about the tradition of the Epiphany. And I'd like to share this with you. January 6th. Now, I've already mentioned that today is the 2nd, and we're celebrating the, uh, the Feast of the Epiphany liturgically today. But January 6th is the Epiphany, and it's a festival that dates back almost 2,000 years, celebrated in every Catholic country and community. With it, the Christmas season reaches its peak with a commemoration of the arrival of the three kings with gifts for the newborn baby Jesus. They were Gaspar, Balthazar, and Melchior, three continents, three presents, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. In many villages, king's fires are still lit as a reminder of the fires that, according to legend, burned that night in Bethlehem to hide the star from King Herod. And here's a short history of what's known as the bean. And uh, I mean, down here in New Orleans, that bean is actually a baby, a plastic baby. But the bean that is placed in the traditional Epiphany cakes or king cakes is a tradition dating back to Roman times. A black or white bean was used for voting in elections, and during the Roman feast of Saturnalia, In early January, the king of the festival was also chosen by means of a bean. Though the tradition had religious origins, it has become a family tradition during which everyone gathers together to cut the famous cake. Whoever finds the bean will be crowned king and will choose his queen. In the old days in England, as well as in Burgundy, a couple was chosen at random by placing both a bean and a pea into the cake. Very interesting. And I got, I've got more I could say about that. I'm going to withhold my comments until after we uh, go through this, this particular post here. Uh, the poor man's share. The first portion is always the poor man's share. This is the cake, right? The king cake. The uh, share of God and of the virgin. It was marked out by the youngest child of the family. Uh, There were also portions for those who were absent, the son in the army, the relative aboard one of the king's ships, the fishermen who had been unable to return, and the portion was stored in the hutch until they came back, a way of saying, we were thinking about you. If it kept for a long time without crumbling or molding, it was seen as a good omen. And here are some distinct traditions. In England, the Epiphany, or Twelfth Night, as it is traditionally known in England, was marked by celebrations that brought an end to the 12 days, uh, the 12-day Christmas period and was the last chance for merrymaking before returning to work. The Yule log lit on Christmas Day remained burning until 12th night in order to bring good fortune to the house for the coming year. Its charred remains were kept both to kindle the next year's Yule log as well as to protect the house from fire and lightning. The period leading up to the Twelfth Night was celebrated in medieval times as the Festival of Fools, during which a lord of misrule presided over mischief and wild antics. Twelfth Night itself was a traditional day for plays or mummings, and it is thought that Shakespeare's play took its name from the fact that it was first performed 
as part of Twelfth Night celebrations around 1601. In Spain, the Day of the Three Kings is an opportunity to exchange Christmas gifts. Since originally it was the day, 12 days after the birth of Jesus, that the kings arrived bearing gifts for the child. The evening before, there is a parade of carriages through the streets and candied fruits and other sweets. Uh, A little foretaste of the next day are tossed out. For this occasion, a crown-shaped loaf of bread is prepared, flavored with orange and lemon zest, brandy and orange flower water, decorated with candied fruit and flaked almonds. A silver coin, a porcelain figure, or a dry bean are hidden inside. Guadalupe. These celebrations here have a different feel from elsewhere in the world. Epiphany doesn't mean the last day of Christmas celebrations, but rather the first day of Carnival, believe it or not, which lasts until the evening before Ash Wednesday. Lent brings an end to the wild celebrations during which the streets are filled with devils and demons dressed solely in black and white, and the evening sees the carnival end with a grand uh, something, Vival. Vival? The burning of Vival, the king of the carnival, amidst the cries and the wails of the crowd. In Mexico, preparations for Epiphany begin 10 days before Christmas with the Posadas, Las Posadas. Just as the three kings were guided by the shepherd star, each family joins in a procession, bringing sweets to the village square. They will be used to fill piñatas, enormous brightly colored pottery or paper mache animals to be hung on the day of Epiphany. And the children have to try to break the piñata so that it bursts open like a horn of plenty, showering them with candies and small coins. Germany, the Butter Laws. In the 17th century, German bakers sent a petition to the Pope asking that the ban on the use of butter in Christmas breads and pastries be abolished. In France, in 1713, a parliamentary order prohibited the use of eggs even for glazing bread. And when the revolution occurred in 1789, the Festival of the Kings fell like a guillotine blade. No more crowns. Instead, they drew lots for the beans to choose the citizen who would present the cake. Interesting. But the old customs were too well loved to die out. While in some countries, Epiphany marks the crowning of the king or queen of the feast, the custom has an unhappier ending in this part of the world. Whoever discovers a little sugar Jesus or a bean in his Rosca de Reyes, or king's crown, has to organize and pay for the Candlemas party on February 2nd, when all the guests will be invited for tamales. It is whispered that anyone who has a bit, who is a bit stingy won't hesitate to swallow the bean, since, <laughs> but since the party takes place with family and friends, the subterfuge is quickly pointed out with laughs and good-natured taunts. Very interesting. Didn't know that. And then a French custom, a very French custom. The Three Kings Cake, or galette, made from puff pastry in which a bean is hidden, is a staple of classical French cuisine. In Quebec, or Quebec, 
the custom has been taken up enthusiastically. In uh, Franche-Comte, the children would dress up as the three kings and wear a golden belt over a shirt decorated with stars. They would go from door to door singing and ringing bells to demand their share. Girls of mar marriageable, that's a hard word, it looks really odd, girls of marriageable age never missed saying a prayer in the evening, may I see in my sleeping the man I will marry in my waking. In Lower Brittany, a poor man leading a horse decorated with boxwood and laurel would stop at each house to collect the share for the poor. In Franche Comte, they make a galette de gomu, gumu, being, top, being a topping of cho pastry enriched with cream that can weigh up to 150 kilograms. Wow. Made from rich brioche dough. It can be found in every bakery in Basançon as well as in the Dubes region. Now, of course, my pronunciation of French is deplorable, so I apologize. But, you know, this is the worldwide gourmet. And I was interested in this because, first of all, it talks about Epiphany and the various uh, celebrations, the, the, the trappings around this feast day of the church, but it doesn't talk specifically about Louisiana. And I thought that was interesting because today... I mean, everything hinges on this. We have an entire new uh, season starting here with this particular feast day, the feast being the Epiphany. So uh, very interesting. A lot of these traditions and other cultures you see that I just read uh, kind of fit into what we have here in Louisiana. Now, of course, I've talked about these in the past. If you want to go back and listen to last year, uh, look at some of the January episodes of 2010, even going back to 2009, uh, January episodes, I've got a few there where we dealt with like the king cake. I think I gave my recipe for a king cake, um, the tradition of the king cake, what that's all about, Mardi Gras, of course, and we'll talk more about that as we go through the season. Uh, but this is something that, that impacts everything down here. So very interesting. That is the worldwidegourmet.com. And of course, you will find a link to that article in the show notes at catholicfoodie.com. Hi, I'm Judy. And I'm Ray. And, and this is, is Mary in the, the kitchen, kitchen with Sarah Reinhardt. <laughs> <laughs> well, my friends, I have a confession or two to make. We haven't done anything even remotely to celebrate Advent in the Reinhardt house this year. In fact, I put my Advent wreath, which sat for two and a half weeks on my kitchen table without any greenery or any candles, away. I didn't even fool myself into thinking I could salvage things with it this Advent. Except I can, in a way. Even though there's no Advent wreath or Jesse tree, and the three-year-old keeps running off with pieces of the Nativity Countdown Advent calendar, and the major scenes are scattered and mixed in with the horses and farm sets and Barbies. Advent isn't about what I think is perfect. It's about preparing. This year, my preparing comes hand in hand with a new baby. 
He was born, in fact, on the second day of Advent, that first Monday. I've spent this entire Advent juggling a house that's adjusting and changing. Isn't that what Advent is all about at the heart of it? We are invited to clean ourselves out, to become uncomfortable, and to change. We do this to get ready for the King who's coming on Christmas Day. He'll show up as a tiny infant, so inconsequential it seems unlikely that he can do much to affect the world. As a mom of a brand new infant, though, I am appreciating this way of arriving even more than usual this year. You think, holding that new baby in your arms, that they can't be too bad. But they change your entire perspective. An infant can turn a household on its head with one well-placed prop. Jesus chose to join us in human form, and he did it in the most unlikely way. Not only did he decide to be an infant, but he had to go through all that growing up, too. What we are gearing up to celebrate in a few short days is nothing less than the most amazing event to happen. From where I sit in my kitchen, with late afternoon light streaming through the window and a softly snoring infant nearby, I can't help but shake my head. God must really love us, don't you think? He didn't just send us his son. He sent us his son as a baby. This week, picture yourself cuddling Jesus, the baby. What needs to change before you hold him? Do you need to wash the grime off your hands and change your shirt? Would sitting down and slowing yourself give you time to enjoy him more? Do more than go through the motions. Ask Mary to guide you and lead you to her son during what's left of Advent. Thank you, Sarah. That's Sarah Reinhardt, folks. Uh, You can find her at snoringscholar.com. Now, of course, she prepared that. It was uh, still Advent when she uh, sent me that particular meditation, that reflection. Uh, but as I mentioned, with the holidays last uh, last week, with uh, you know, we were out of town. We were in Baton Rouge with our family, and uh, then, of course, getting sick. Uh, it's taken taken. Uh, well, I missed an episode. <laughs> Put it that way, missed an episode. So, thank you very much, Sarah. Um, you can find Sarah at snoringscholar.com. Also, I just got some feedback just as I was recording this particular episode. This is from Joe Sales. Joe says, hey, Jeff, I just wanted to wish you a happy new year. All the best to you and Char. Your episodes in 2010 were awesome. Looking forward to 2011. My wife got me a chef's hat for Christmas as a stocking stuffer. This Christmas was our first one together as husband and wife. My wife knows I love food and cooking. She also knows I'm a big fan of the Catholic foodie, too. Oh, Anyways, uh, here's a picture of me wearing a chef's hat. I know that this uh, may sound weird. When I first saw the chef's hat, all of a sudden I thought of the Catholic foodie show. God bless. Joe Sales. That's not weird. That's awesome. Thank you very much, Joe, for the feedback. And I uh, thank you for the picture. That's great. That's a great pick. Uh, and with your permission, you can send me uh, your permission if you don't mind. I would love to post that on CatholicFoodie.com. So if that's okay with you, 
I'd like to do that and uh, also put a link to your site there on catholicfoodie.com. So let me know about that. And uh, let's see, what else do we have here, folks? Well, we are getting ready to close out the show, but before we do, I've got to tell you, once again, even though Christmas has come and gone, uh, you know, I can't believe it's over already. I really can't believe it's over. But even though, you know, Christmas come and gone now, that's true. But you know what? We are still uh, people of prayer, right? We're still people of prayer. We're still people of faith. We're still people who want to uh, to get close to the Lord. And so because of that, I want to tell you again, remind you again of my friends over at Simplicities of Life, simplicitiesoflife.com, and uh, they make some incredible, one-of-a-kind, handcrafted, beautiful rosaries and also religious uh, jewelry, beautiful stuff. You need to go check them out, simplicitiesoflife.com. That's Kessie and Kobe Thomas. It's a it's a homeschooling family, Catholic family, wonderful family, doing really good work, creating beautiful things that are materially beautiful, but also spiritually powerful. You really want to go check them out, uh, simplicitiesoflife.com. And other than that, all I want to remind you of is, hey, I'm here, Catholic Foodie. Uh, you can reach me by going to uh, catholicfoodie.com, of course. I'm on Facebook at facebook.com slash catholicfoodie. Uh, you can give me a call at 985-635-4974, 985-635-4974. You can send me an email at jeff at catholicfoodie.com. All those ways you can reach me, and the reason you want to reach me is because I want to hear from you. What's going on in your kitchen? I want to know. I've got to know. It's 2011, folks. Happy New Year. I want to know what's happening in your kitchen, and let's talk food this year. Good stuff. Food and faith. 985-635-4974. Jeff at CatholicFoodie.com. Facebook.com slash CatholicFoodie. CatholicFoodie.com. That's my, like, postal addresses. That's... (laughs) My, my phone numbers, That's you can reach me there. So I'd love to hear from you. Let's talk. That'd be good. And uh, let's see, what else? Oh, yes, Catholic Foodie Coffee Can't Forget. My coffee maker broke the other day, which is terrible, by the way. I'm using a French press right now. A little different, a little different, a little extra work, but it's working. I got I to gotta replace my coffee maker. But I drink Catholic Foodie Coffee. That's right, Catholic Foodie Coffee. Freshest coffee, I think, this side of heaven. It's incredible. Yeah, you can find out more about Catholic Foodie Coffee and how you can order it yourself by going to coffee.catholicfoodie.com or if you just go to catholicfoodie.com, there's a link right there on the right-hand sidebar, right-hand sidebar, uh, Catholic Foodie Coffee, good stuff. Give it a try and let me know what you think. And until next time, bon appétit. SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media.